0: Hi, this is Steve Amston, and welcome to this episode of People with Purpose. I oversee all diversity and veteran outreach solutions at Orion Talent, and I'm also the co-founder of Higher Purpose. I'm really excited to be joined by Adam Holton, the CHRO of New Motion. I have great respect for Adam. He's been a mentor and a huge influence in my career. So I'm I'm truly excited about this conversation. Uh, New Motion is a partner of Higher Purpose and Orion. We're truly proud to represent them. They are the nation's largest and leading provider of products and services that provide mobility, health, and personal independence. As I've gotten to know the team there, they are the definition of a a purpose-driven employer. Uh, Today's focus of our People With Purpose podcast will be how Adam and New Motion is using Purpose as a way to engage, attract diverse talent and provide excellent customer service, so I'm really excited about this. Uh, hi, Adam. To kind of frame this call, as you know, it's a really exciting time with Orion and Higher Purpose. We'll be launching um, Higher Purpose as a destination site to help all diverse talent find cultures they can be their true self and as you know find purpose driven companies where people really care about the mission they're doing in the day-to-day work so this conversation really means a lot to me as as we build our brand and and build something unique in the space so i'm I'm truly excited to have you here and and talk about the great work new motion is doing in yourself so first let's um for the audience i'd love for them to get to know you you uh (laughs) you are as i tell people you are the definition of someone that, that serves the community and really cares about what they do. So um, love to hear about the, the start of your career and, and where you are now,
1: if that makes sense. Sure. Absolutely, Steve. And I'll start by saying uh, I appreciate the opportunity to have this discussion with you. I've been looking forward to this, and uh, I just think that this is a, a great topic to, uh, to talk about. So To your point, let me just start with uh, a couple of things about me and and what I've done in my career. I I like to think about my career, you know, to your point, there is an overarching sort of point to it, but uh, but I like to think about it in sort of three tranches. One is out of school, I spent uh, ultimately about eight years in the Marine Corps and um, had just an incredible time at a very young part of my career in learning what it was like to be a leader. And um, what was really interesting, if I sort of summed up my time in in the Marine Corps, I fell in love with the Marine Corps, and not just the concept, but the reality of what service was in the Marine Corps. And I think about those times a lot, and it really did um, do a lot to foundationally set me up for who I think I am, am today, and I pull on that a lot. Um, sort of in my career, the second part I'll highlight is I got out of the Marine Corps to do one thing and one thing alone, and that was to coach high school basketball. Basketball is something that um, I grew up with; it's something that was very important in in my family. My dad played college basketball. Many of my brothers played college basketball. I have a uncle who played for the Harlem Globetrotters, and it was just something that I knew at a fairly young age that one day I wanted to get back into the game as a coach. And I, I had the opportunity um, coming out of the, my time in the Marine Corps to uh, coach a high school basketball team in Charlottesville, Virginia, and along with that to uh, to become a, a teacher. And for me, the I think the biggest learning point during that time in my career was just the impact that you can have on other people's lives and it was just an incredible opportunity and then i say my my third part phase if you will of my career has been in the corporate world so my wife and i when um, when we got pregnant with our first child we made a decision very different than i think we had planned which was to um have jenny stay at home with uh ashley and then any subsequent children that that we would have and um and that changed sort of my path and and i like I often will joke, I say, at that point, I had to get my sort of first real job. Uh, up until that point, I never really thought about the jobs that I were in was as jobs, but but more sort of callings. And uh, I was lucky enough to get on with uh, General Electric when I first joined Corporate America and very quickly decided that uh, longer term, I wanted to get into HR. Which is kind of interesting because if you would have known me when I first joined GE, I would have told you there's lots of functional jobs I'm interested in the future, but HR is not one of them because my view of HR at that point was what I sort of took from the military and in teaching and in, in those sort of environments due to necessity, HR is very much personnel driven. I joined a company where I saw HR as a culture driver and an amplifier of the organization, helping to coach and teach um, all the things that uh, I just love to do. And I fell in love with sort of the concept of being an HR professional. So from there, I you know I spent some time um, with GE and, and Bank One early in my career had the opportunity uh, while I was at Bank One in the early 2000s to get back into the Marine Corps Reserves and uh, deployed overseas to Iraq in 2004 and 2005 with a reserve unit out of Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, similar to my uh, sort of Marine Corps experience prior to that, that time really, really shaped sort of how I think about things in general. Uh, unfortunately, we had five of our brothers who were killed in our time over there, and um, I often say that I don't think that people ever can fully reconcile with something like that. Outside of that, uh, it was the greatest thing that I've ever done in my life, and it uh, it really helped to shape me um, more in terms of, of who I think I, I am today. Coming back out of that, there. um, I was lucky enough later in my career to um, become the CHRO of an incredible company named CHS. That's where we first met, as you remember, and we did a lot of great work together there. Um, And, uh, you know, CHS is, I like to say, it's the biggest company nobody has ever heard of. It is an incredible company that serves about 700,000 U.S. farmers. Uh, in the agriculture space. They're helping to feed the world. Um, they're headquartered out of St. Paul, Minnesota, and it's just, like I said, a, a fantastic company. And then I had the opportunity to uh, follow my passions in terms of serving veterans and join USAA. Uh, spent a few years there, Credible organization that helps to provide financial security to um service members and their families and um just uh was really really lucky to be able to do that and um now i'm at new motion you shared what we do here at at new motion um another phenomenal company and i was lucky enough to reunite with uh, a number of leaders that i had worked with earlier in my career and for many many years so our ceo our cfo our chief marketing officer our general counsel um, we all work together at GE. Uh, this is, I think, the third or fourth time that I'm working directly for my CEO. And so in many ways to include just the uh, the purpose of what we do and the mission that we have here at New Motion, but then also the people that I get the opportunity to work with, this is like being home. So that's where I'm at. We're headquartered out of Nashville, Tennessee. It's a great place to live. and. We have uh, about 150 branches across the United States. Great. Do you mind just telling the
0: audience a little bit more about what you guys do in serving the community? Because as I get to know you, it's it. Um, I, I use the word special and, and really making a difference in, in people's lives that I think a combination of, of technology and customer service, it's, it's just brilliant in terms of you guys are – in its simplest form, changing people's lives and the quality of lives. Do you mind just kind of getting to that level of, of the product offering before we jump in?
1: Absolutely. So if you think about the space that we're in, we're in the CRT space, which is complex rehab technology. So essentially, and you used a couple of words earlier that were perfect to describe what we do, which is mobility and independence. Almost all of our customers have some fairly complex physical needs. Um, many of our customers are paralyzed or ha- are uh, diagnosed with ALS or spina bifida or MS or muscular dystrophy, um, conditions like that. And, um, and they have needs around sort of mobility and independence. Our mission is to help people who are disabled to live their lives to the fullest. So everything that we do is around mobility and independence. The core of our company from a product offering standpoint is providing, um, uh, wheelchairs that, um, that are, are configured uniquely configured for what the person and the individual need. So I like to say our company does three things. We work to make sure that that wheelchair is um, custom fitted for what the customer needs. Two, we help to procure and navigate sort of the myriad of things that uh, customers go through with uh, insurance, whether it's private health care insurance or Medicare or Medicaid, to get the chair as fast as they possibly can. And then I also say the third thing that we do is help to repair the chair. So, um, you know, uh, the average customer can get a new chair every five years. And so in that five years, you know, we want those chairs to be used so much that they have to be repaired uh, because, again, independence and mobility is really, really critical to our customers to, to live their lives to the fullest. Yeah, so sounds wonderful. Yeah, so so to kind of
0: um, stay on topic, you know, to, to give context, is, you know, as I meet with new clients coming on, Part of our role is is, you know, employer brand. And what I say to clients is everyone's looking for the same talent. It's a talent war, but what makes you special? Right. And I say that to all my employers, you know, so what makes you special? And I think one of the things that make you special is this notion that you are you are a purpose-driven company, meaning the people that go to work aren't fixing widgets. They're actually helping people's lives, right? So I guess one one part of the question is um, from a um, engagement strategy. How do you? There's two pieces. One is how do you engage talent using that purpose and those stories, and then how? And then I am confident of like your thoughts on how does that help retention. So probably two pieces. So maybe if you can start there on the purpose piece of on the attraction side and why you think that's important, because that's really what we want to get for the audience.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, one of the things that's really important to us here at New Motion is storytelling. I think that storytelling might be the most underrated leadership quality that exists. And when you think about being able to amplify a culture, when you think about creating a brand, both internally for employees from a retention standpoint and externally for candidates to potentially join, you know one of the things that that we feel like we use to the fullest is the idea of of storytelling. And we've got some incredible stories. If I think about just um last week, I was out in our uh, Denver and Colorado Springs branches. yep. And when I was in Denver, I got to meet with one of our service techs in shadow her. Felicia was a employee who joined us about six months prior um prior to that she had been a special ed high school teacher for about eight years and uh, when i asked her sort of how she joined us it was really interesting how she heard about us many of her kiddos uh, needed the services that we provide and the more that she got to know the assistive technology professionals and the service techs who came into her school to serve uh, her students the more she said i want to be a part of that And so I had the opportunity to shadow her last week. We spent an entire day together and we have been rolling out some new changes in our service organization from a process technology tool standpoint. And this was day one out in Denver. And I wanted to see how it was sort of working in reality. And like you see in a number of, of rollouts, there were a couple of things that still needed to be ironed out. So not everything was smooth on day one. And I'm sitting next to her in her van and going into different, you know, sort of customer interactions and appointments. And every setback that she saw, her attitude was so incredible. And I was so proud of at the end of the day, she sort of apologized to me. And I said, for what? She said, well, not everything went perfectly. And I told her, I said, I'm more impressed with how you responded to everything that went wrong. And to me, that is fairly indicative of the type of employee that we have here at NewMotion and that we're lucky enough to, to be able to attract. The next day, I followed that up by going and visiting my good friend, Lindsay, who is one of our assistive technology professionals. So, ATPs are what I alluded to earlier. They're the individuals that do the custom fitting for our customers. You know, Steve, I think I've said this to you in the past, you know, one of the magic sauces, if you will, of new motion is, you know, to you and me, we could take two chairs, you and I could spend an hour feeling those chairs, measuring those chairs, sitting in those chairs, and we may come up, well, you're a lot smarter than me, so maybe you wouldn't, but I'd come to the conclusion that those chairs are exactly the same. And for our customers, one of those chairs are torture and one of those chairs are home. And yep. that's what our ATPs do. It is the magic sauce, if you will, uh, the equation within our industry. So I spent a day with Lindsay last week and Lindsay was the first ATP that I shadowed three years ago when I joined Numotion, spent a day with her. Lindsay chooses only to serve pediatric customers. And so she deals with kids all day long. When I went out with her, we halfway through the day, we stopped for lunch. And I said to her, I don't know how you do what you do, Lindsay. I'm a mess, and it's halfway through the day. One of our appointments was with a uh, young girl about eight years old who has multiple seizures every day of her life. And on that appointment, Lindsay was delivering a standing wheelchair and for the first time this young girl was going to be able to take steps unassisted on her own and her mother with tears in her eyes grabbed hold of me a stranger and said i never thought my life could be as good as on this day yeah and so when you think about sort of perspective and what's interesting about those two stories i just told you about felicia and and Lindsay is while those stories are special, they're not unique in our space. Mm -hmm. Our employees are making those stories every day. So for us, we feel a huge responsibility. The the CEO that I work for is the best storyteller I've ever seen in my career. We have lots of leaders and employees that storytelling is very important to them. And so for us, we feel a real responsibility to not just tell the stories, but to have platforms we have um, social media workplace, the sort of internal version of, of Facebook. We have uh, teams, we do town halls. We have, I think, feel a responsibility to tell the stories of our employees and our customers because it's such a great way to amplify the culture that not only that we have, but that we want to continue to evolve.
0: Yeah, that um, that kind of gives me chills, that story. So that was that was effective, that story. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I'm, I'm gonna sound smart when I say this, but I'm not at all. I read this McKinsey study, and it's showing post-college grads, and there's a thing called a purpose gap, which is they are not getting meaning out of their employers. They're doing their jobs, but they are looking for employers for these kind of connections. Um, so what I take out of that, which is beautiful, is probably the organic way of these employees celebrating these stories together right not you're out there evangelizing but platforms where that person can share a story with someone in california that's doing meaningful work because you're kind of like we have this thing at uh, orion we're all in this together right and they're probably tough days for all those folks but boy the the outcome of what you're doing so so if I had to summarize one thing, it's it's giving a platform for those team members to
1: communicate
0: internally. Because like you said, those those are beautiful stories and probably a lot unheard. But the, the more that people know that and celebrate that, it's it's not an easy job, but boy, is it an important job. So
1: I think also for us, the the value we see, and you asked from an engagement and a retention standpoint, and we certainly see the outcomes that come along with this is we believe that the storytelling helps to engender inclusion you know when we look at the customers who we serve we're biased we know that but we believe that it is a very underserved community within our broader society and what is interesting about sort of the inclusion that we drive with our customers is it naturally rubs off on our employees. When you look at our customers, what they all have in common is physical disabilities. Yep. What we then go a step further and see is that our customers run the gamut of gender, yep. race, identity, um, belief system, everything yep. else. And so for us, what we've seen incredible sort of uh, outcomes from is just the idea of the importance of inclusion. You know, one of the things I point to is uh, a few years ago after George Floyd was killed, one of the things we saw in the headlines and we saw with a lot of other companies is these interactions that happened between employees that blew up. And at the fundamental core of it, was individuals who didn't understand each other and could not see different points of view. didn't have the respect for each other. We are not perfect. We have issues yep. that happen across our company, but we didn't see any of that. Yep. And I fundamentally believe it's because our employees and our leaders do a really good job yep. of understanding each other and driving inclusion and understanding the importance of it.
0: Yep, no, I remember some of your, I don't wanna say reactions, um, changes you made through those social situations, which is uh, important because at the end of the day, people wanna be heard and listened and, and discussed. And yeah, I think it's a very good point. All of these, as I talk to clients, I think they go together. I think culture is purpose and under purpose is inclusion, if that makes sense, or all tied together. They don't, they're not, they're all kind of part of the same soup, if that makes sense. So. You can't have, you You got to have a sense of purpose, and then you got to feel like you belong. And if you don't have both of those, your employees are not going to stay. And as we kind of position higher purpose, not about us, but diversity in general, is if you bring in more diverse candidates, including diversity of thought, and you have a culture to support them, they stay longer than traditional candidates. Um, so I, I think this stuff's the stuff's really beautiful. Um, so I obviously respect you. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of you, so I'm a, I'm a tad biased. Um, but what other, I mean, you guys have a unique spot based on the value you're providing in the market. So you don't, you you've said you are a purpose. But how can, what advice would you give other CHROs to pull out, the, whether it's a financial services firm or a tech company, or you've done those, like, how can you ingrain that sense of, of people going to work doing greater things in their job if that makes sense like what advice would you give a couple of 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 these bigger companies that are trying to use this as an engagement and attraction
1: strategy yeah i think the the first thing i might start with is to be plain speaking uh in terms of why you're doing what you are doing i think sometimes um, we all can, and I find myself falling into this trap at times. We can get a little too cute with how yep. we frame things up. You used a word uh, a minute ago that I wanted to come back to around this that I think is so important, which is belonging., yep. people want to belong. You know, yep. one of the books that i've I've read that that just has fundamentally had an impact on how I think for several years now is a book by an individual. Who is named Sebastian Younger, and the book is called Tried. Yeah, and uh, Sebastian was a New York Times columnist who shadowed a army unit in the Khorogal Valley in Afghanistan um, for I think about nine months. And what was interesting was he came back from, and it was this was a heavily Uh, there was a lot of traffic, a lot of combat, a lot of activity, a lot of casualties that happened with the unit that he was with. And he came back from this experience and what he found was that himself, and then as he talked to the soldiers that he served with over there, that he was shadowing, he found out how many of the soldiers talked about how much they missed being back in that environment. Yeah. And, and what's really interesting, and I can talk a little bit from experience on this, is I can pretty much guarantee that those soldiers didn't actually miss Afghanistan. Of course not, so, yeah. What they missed was they missed each other, and they missed knowing that they belonged yep. with something that was bigger than themselves. And so I think, you know, a lot of how we talk about inclusion is about belonging, and everybody wants to belong. I think the the second thing that I would sort of suggest is in aligning your purpose with sort of the tactics on how you frame it up, I think it's really, really critical to make it behavioral. Yep. So, you know, most organizations have, whether they call it their values or their purpose statement or their leadership principles or something that sort of frames out what they expect of their employees and in their leaders. And at New Motion, one of the things that we took a little bit of pain to do is to make sure that every one of our, what we call our leadership principles, we have 15 behaviors that support those. And those 15 behaviors show up in how we select people, yep. how we develop people, how we evaluate people, how we recognize people, how we talk about our culture. Yep. Five of those behaviors are fundamentally tied to inclusion, yep. right? So we don't, we talk about the behaviors as how they support inclusion, not the other way around. And then I would say the the last thing is create an organization of storytellers. Storytelling yep. is so, so yep. important. People love doing it. Yep. And uh, I just think that it amplifies the culture that you want, the purpose that you're trying to do. Yep. And what you'll find, we, we find that our recruiters are really good at telling the stories that attract candidates. Our leaders are really good at telling the stories that engage their employees. And that has a lasting impact. We can always do more, but it has a lasting impact uh, on what our organization does. Yep. If
0: I had to summarize, because I agree with everything you're saying, I'm a good summarizer. I think I am not good at everything, but use your employees as brand ambassadors. That's better than any Google That's app exactly right. or like, because they are the real deal. They are in the front lines. And, and then, you know, I, and I do believe in that. I believe belongings up here, which is, I think so many customers have these CSR areas. They have recruiting over here, bring them together, right? Like, how are you different? How are you special? What are you trying to do as a company on top of making money, right? That's what people care about. Is there some kind of societal value to the company that you're part of and belonging? And, and, and I believe that companies that can somehow weave those things together will have an advantage if, if storytelling is is broad in the middle. So that's, but, um, yeah. Awesome. Um, Great. I, every once in a while, I can be articulate. <laughs> um, awesome. So I committed to to half hour. So this is the last question I ask everyone this, um, but I think it's important because I think part of what we're trying to do at Higher Purpose, especially with kind of post college grads, is is get people thinking about what they want to do with their careers with purpose. You know, money second. So if you ha- and I'm sure you do this all the time. If you had to, as you give advice to either post college grads, high school. 18-year-olds graduating, um, what advice would you would you give them about finding a career in purpose and meaning? And I know that's kind of a broad question, but like, I ask this to every HR executive. Um, as you think of, of younger talent, what advice would you give them about building their career around purpose? Money, of course, is part of it, but purpose.
1: Yeah. So this is what I tell people. And uh, I, I will look back at my career at times and I've been incredibly lucky to have been in organizations of just true purpose. And the few times in my career when I felt like I wasn't in those situations, I changed it quickly. Yeah. We, we live life once. Yep. And life goes by way too fast. Yep. There are way too many great options for individuals to be a part of. I've always felt better about myself and everybody around me when I've been in situations of of, of extreme purpose. And so I tell uh, individuals, especially young in life, and again, I fell into this trap where I wanted it all. I wanted purpose. I wanted uh, to be at the top of the organization as quickly as I possibly can, all this sort of things. And what I tell people is, make sure you are aligned with what is most important to you, not important, most important and make decisions that are in alignment with that. If you do that, wherever your path leads you, you will look back and you will be feel extremely rewarded for what you've had the opportunity to do. I've been really, really lucky in my career. And, uh, I think that, uh, It just has to do that i've been around people of purpose i've been around organizations of of purpose and that has been made all the difference for, for for myself
0: well put and very articulate and beautiful um awesome well uh i'd like to wrap this up as always um i enjoy talking to you you already know that i have a lot of respect for you and and the person you are and the work you do um, and obviously, thank you for for partnering with Higher Purpose and Orion. And um, uh, thanks for the time today, Adam. We'll talk to you
1: soon, okay? Thanks very much, Steve. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of People with Purpose. And thanks to Adam for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to future episodes of People with Purpose at oriontalent.com. Be well and take care.